Show Me The Science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here, and welcome to my Show Me The Science podcast. Now, a big breakthrough, and often I talk about uh, recent breakthroughs to keep you all up to speed on all the excitement that's happening in the world of science. But this really is a breakthrough, I think. Now, now sometimes we call them breakthroughs and they don't pan out. And in fact, you know, I, I think the word breakthrough is a bit overstated. But it's not a bad one, this. Because if I start with the top line first, first of all, it's the science of ageing. We, we've got the ageing process before, I guess. But uh, this breakthrough is all about ageing, which is very relevant to everybody. And the top line from this study is they got old mice and they took like 20, 30 years off them if they were humans, if you know what I mean. They have the age of a mouse. So a mouse normally lives to about, say, three years of age. They managed to reverse the aging process in that mouse. And if it was in humans, you would go from, say, a 40-year-old to a 20-year-old. Now, isn't that the most um, incredible thing? And it seems most unlikely, doesn't it? But yet, a very strong paper uh, group in Harvard Medical School. And you always know from what I've said before, follow my advice. See who's publishing the work and see if they're credible. Harvard Medical School, one of the best medical schools in the world. Uh, a guy called David Sinclair is the lead author, and I know him. I've met him a couple of times, so I can vouch for him. So it's probably true. We hope these scientific discoveries are true. But for all those reasons, I'd like to tell you about this breakthrough. So how, in the name of all that's holy, would you take years off someone, or in the case of mice, months and months, the equivalent of years and years? Well, as ever, it's all about our favourite molecule, DNA. And they've managed to modify DNA in the mice such that they begin to lose the years from their tissues. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, guess what? Their muscles became stronger. Uh, the mice were quite old when they started the experiment and their muscles were slightly frail, as we know. We all Our muscles lose power as we age. Uh, their fur, can you believe it, got, you know, lost its grey colour. Uh, the skin became tighter. Their vision was restored. And that was an incredible part of this, I think, because obviously as we age, our vision begins to go. Oh, well, guess what? Some of their vision improved in some of the mice. So basically, it's turning the clock back on the mice. The big question is, would it happen in humans? I will come back to that towards the end. They couldn't do it in humans for obvious reasons. That's a bit unethical. Now, the thing is, what's the base for ageing anyway? Why do we age? That's a scientific question. And we've worked on this for a long time. My own lab has had an interest in it. Uh, we worked on a thing called NLRP3, for example, which seemed to go up as you aged. So various things change as, as the body ages. Uh, things, for example, like collagen in your connective tissue gets covered in sugars and that makes the collagen less effective, hence some of the, w- the ways in which we lose power, I guess, in our muscles and our, our joints and so on. Uh, Haemoglobin in our blood that carries oxygen, again, that begins to get glycosylated is the biochemical term. So we know things change as, as, as you age, but what's actually causing the ageing has been a bit of a mystery. One notion was the DNA itself. And remember, the DNA is the recipe for life. So if the DNA gets modified as you get older, that might drive the ageing process, and that would mean mutations in DNA, which means the code is changing. And there was some evidence for mutations as you age, so the, the recipe begins to, if you like, get a bit broken. And in the great analogy of baking a cake, I'm a great man for analogies, as, as, as you all know. So the recipe is to make a cake. This recipe is to make a human. If that recipe changes, you don't get quite such a good cake. If the recipe's changing as you age, that's why some of the tissues in your body begin to work less well, is that kind of idea. But that means a change in the recipe, a mutation in the DNA. And there was some evidence for that as well, and people felt, oh, that, that must be the case. Uh, but guess what? Because Sinclair could reverse the whole thing, 
it wouldn't be mutation because it's very hard to correct mutated DNA. And yet he was able to reverse, and him and his team were able to reverse the aging process. So it's not about mutation. So what is it about? I hear you ask. You're on the edge of your seats now. The main thing that's happening is the DNA itself isn't mutating, but there are chemical marks changing on the DNA. Now it turns out the DNA is a code, but it's also carrying various marks. We call them chemical marks. This is the world of epigenetics which means it's outside the actual code that's in the DNA. It's epi to that. But the DNA is changing in a different way. It's getting these chemical marks. And it turns out they build up as you age. Now, a good analogy here, I think, is the DNA gets stained, if you like, with these marks. So your recipe book gets stained and you can't quite read the recipe in the same way. So, so in other words, the recipe doesn't say instead of putting in sugar, you put something else in. The sugar in the recipe is still there, but now there's a mark on it. And that might make it more difficult to read is the idea. And what Sinclair has managed to do is he's cleaned up the stains. So he scrubbed the DNA clean. It's not a bad way to think of it. And then the mice, the cells in the mice, then began to revert back to an earlier age is what he's managed to do. So it's very exciting, this. You can imagine the level of excitement this has caused. Now, we know uh, things like sunlight, uh, smoking, if you're obese, if you drink a lot, that can cause marks to happen on your DNA. It can also cause mutation, and that's where some of the confusion came from originally about the mutation question. But these things can cause the DNA to be stained, and we know the increase aging. And you all know smokers, their skin can age more quickly, for example, you know. So that, that's because we think the chemicals in the smoke are staining the DNA. And again, it's a good analogy, because smoking will stain your teeth. It can also stain your DNA, and that can increase the aging process. So there's some evidence for that to back up this, and I guess that's partly what inspired Sinclair to go after the stains, if you will, and to clean them off and, and sort of scrub them clean. Now, how did he manage to do this? Well, it goes back to a, a Japanese scientist called Yamanaka. Now, in 2006, Yamanaka, and I remember this vividly myself, Yamanaka managed to take skin cells and reprogram them back to being an embryonic cell. Now, that was an incredible discovery. He did that using four what are called transcription factors, is what they're called. OCT34, SOX2, CMYK, and KLF4. It doesn't matter the technique. If you're interested, you can look them up. They're called the Yamanaka factors. And if you stick those four genes in an old cell, shall we say, the cell reverts back to being a young cell, an embryonic type cell. So he reprogrammed, and that's the word that's used for this, he reprogrammed the cell back down its lineage, back to when it was, say, an embryo, strange as it may seem. Now, Yamanaka wins the Nobel Prize for this in 2012 with a guy called John Gurdon, a British scientist who I've also met, actually. John Gurdon was famous for showing that uh, when you fertilize an egg and you get the DNA then, that DNA can code for every cell in your body. And that means every cell in your body has the same DNA, because remember, when a cell divides, the DNA gets copied. But all that's happening is the cells specialize, and certain cells become a liver cell, say, and that means they express the things that make it a liver cell. They stop expressing other parts. And then, for example, a B cell becomes an immune cell, and that expresses its parts, but doesn't express the liver parts. We call this specific gene expression. And Gurdon proved that all the cells in your body have all the same DNA. It's just specific expression of the DNA that makes the different tissues. And that's why Yamanaka got this to work, because he managed to reprogram the DNA all the way back to being an embryo and that meant that cell now the one he made in the dish had the potential to become a liver or a kidney or a muscle and they're called stem cells as you may know I think we may have done that before and that was a big breakthrough because now you can reprogram cells and, and the future of medicine in some ways is growing a new liver or a kidney to replace the one that's been damaged using these stem cells so Yamanaka came up with a technology for that so, so Sinclair wondered, if I stick in the Yamanaka factors now to a mouse, will the whole mouse get reprogrammed back to a younger state? Now, he didn't use all four. 
he just used three of them, the KLF4 socks and Oct ones. He left out CMIC, uh, just in case he might see something untoward. The risk here would be cancer, because you can imagine reprogramming cells to start dividing. The risk would be they could form a tumour. So he, d- he didn't use them all, he just used three of them. And lo and behold, putting them into the mice, and then the cells in the mice became younger. And that was the trick. So, so it was amazing it worked, actually, because it's why those three say, was it random, I would guess. But he was able to prove that they were working by cleaning up the DNA. Now, the other remarkable part was, um, if, you, if you target this process in a different way, you can actually increase aging in the mice. So if you increase the staining of the DNA, the mice aged faster before his very eyes. And that was incredible. So it's, it's a bit like a dial, I suppose, you can turn up and down, right, say in a radio. In this case, you're turning it up to speed up aging, and you're turning it down to slow down aging. And that, you can imagine the excitement this has caused, that aging can be seen of then, seen in that way, as a way you can dial it up or dial it down. And the mice that got, got old quicker, their hair went grey quicker, their fur, rather, became grey more quickly, they lost their vision more quickly, their muscle strength went and became more frail. Whereas if you take an old mouse and crank it down, they became younger. I mean, it's, it's, it's remarkable, isn't it? And it's all about these Yamanaka factors. And in Sinclair's paper, uh, which was published in Cell, again, look where these things are published. Cell is the world's leading molecular journal. Very hard to get into Cell. They're, they're vetted very carefully. Uh, he was able to show the mice were, were decreased in age by 57% was the number. So you almost have the age of the mice. And that, that was my statement at the start. So it's remarkable, really, that you could do this. Now, of course, what would that mean for humans? Well, it, it wasn't done in humans. Let's be, make that very clear. But of course, mice are like us. We're both mammals. Uh, they may have four legs and a tail, so they are quite different. But still, they've got livers and kidneys and brains, just like humans. You know, so there's hope. The hope would be it would work in humans as well. And they did have some evidence, or, or this was mentioned in some of the press releases. Uh, you can take human cells, put them in a dish, okay, like in, in, a, in a test tube, as it were. Stick in the Yamanaka factors, and just like shown, as was shown by Yamanaka, I guess he was able to show that the cells became younger. You can measure that in cells in various ways. So it did work what we call in vitro, on neurons, which is exciting because that means the brain could become younger. And he tried cells called fibroblasts. Now, fibroblasts are the ones in your skin that regulate collagen. And again, it reverted them to an earlier state. So it seems to work in vitro in humans. What are they doing next? Well, all the excitement. Uh, companies got involved, of course, to try and a biotech company to try and make this into a product. Uh, they're trying non-human primates next, which means monkeys, if it works in those. That would really predict it could work in humans, you know. And then the big application, though, isn't so much to, to make your skin look better or to strengthen your muscles, although those might be ultimately the, the where this would go. It's more to do with diseases, of course. And many diseases go up with aging, things like arthritis, for example, eye diseases, um, macular degeneration, for example, age-related, that goes up, AMD in the eye, you know, various, our vision begins to go, there's various things happen to us as we age. Could you reverse that? And wouldn't that be tremendous? Because if we could come up with a way to stop osteoarthritis, or AMD, or indeed, um, say, Alzheimer's, or even cancer, that increase with aging maybe this technology ultimately could be used to do that and what they've said is how many years is this from the clinic and we're always asked this when will I be able to take this treatment it's very experimental Uh, they are saying five years which isn't too long in this business. If you stay alive long enough, you can revert your age a bit after five years from now. And the first disease they are going to have is RI diseases, like age-related macular degeneration. AMD is the big one. Um, Because you can get the genes into the eye, you can inject them in, you see. And it stops it going up in other parts of the body, so it's probably safer, you know. And if they can revert the eye, as it were, you can imagine these eye diseases. Blindness could be a thing of the past. The vision loss as you get older could be a thing of the past. So so eye diseases, it looks like it's where they're going to go first. 
person. They're going to start those trials, I think, pretty soon on the eyes. So that would be tremendous to be able to show that the eye could be improved in that way. That'll be the first step. Now, ultimately, who knows? Let's be think of the future. Uh, one good analogy I, I, I thought of was, imagine when you're 50 and you're given the Yamanaka factors for your birthday. And that allows you to strengthen your muscles to as if you're 20 or your skin. What would this mean ethically? There's all those ethical questions. Does this mean we're going to become immortal? And can we keep doing this? That seems unlikely. But still, you can imagine uh, what, what the prospects might be for this. Sinclair himself has said that when he sees an older person now, he doesn't think they're old. He just sees someone who needs to be rebooted, is the word he used, uh, to revert them back to this younger state. So, as ever, science is fascinating, but it does bring up some ethical dilemmas. Would it ultimately make us immortal? Who knows? But certainly it's tremendously strong science, let's put it that way. And the evidence in this publication, to me, looks pretty compelling. So I guess it's a case of, as ever, watch this space. Let's, let's wish them well in their efforts. The ultimate goal will be to treat these diseases, of course. That's where this might lead in the long run. So there you have it, the science of ageing using the Yamanaka factors. And thanks very much for listening. And of course, my podcast is available for download every Thursday and is a News Talk production. Thank you.